Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? we got a weekend episode for you guys, just talking about some of the week's news with Nick Gray of Fandroid. Now, I do get a little ranty later in the show because we finally got a look, or rather we got the announcement and quite a bit of content from certain people on the Asus Zenfone 8 Flip. And if you followed along, you know that I'm a big fan of the Zenfones, and I'm a bit disappointed with what Asus brought to the latest editions, or what they didn't bring, let's say. But we do talk about Google I.O. After all, it is a few days away, um, and somewhere in between there, I bring up the Amazon Echo Buds, the second generation Buds, which I will say they are quite good, but of course, we now have a sort of checklist of what all of these earbuds are supposed to bring to the table, and Asus basically ticked all of those boxes. With all that said, let's go ahead and get into this episode of the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. Enjoy. Nick, thank you for being on the show. Um, the some well not even somewhat it was a last minute thing this week turned out to be a little bit busier than i expected so i didn't schedule our usual timing of like friday mornings for recordings and whatnot so thank you for doing this on a saturday (laughs) hey if you're in a pickle i'm here to help oh much appreciated um yeah so there are a few things to talk about but i do want to just sort of mention that if you can hear it in my voice i am it's a little early for me I, I did my best to wake up at the right hour to accommodate Nick, who's accommod- who's gracious enough to be on on a weekend. Uh, but I'm, I'm kind of hurting right now. <laughs> uh, as our friends all start getting vaccinated and people can start traveling and hanging out again, we are able to see our friends. And that's exactly what I was doing on a Friday night was hanging out with one of our industry friends. So, yes, I am recovering from that. Tea must be consumed <laughs> for JV right now. Well, and just to be clear to everybody, it's not like it's super early in the morning. I mean, for me, it's closing in on noon Eastern, so closing (laughs) in on 9 a.m. for you. 9 a.m. for me. However, after having come back, um, hold on, let me just adjust my levels there. Uh, Coming in at 9 o'clock for me in the morning after having slept like 4 a.m. because I got back at 1 a.m. last night. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm... uh, I have a little bit of uh, I have a little bit little bit of regret right now uh, in terms of how I'm feeling at the moment, but definitely no regret because I got to see a friend that I didn't get that uh, one of our friends I should say that I didn't get to see since uh, early 2020. So celebrations around uh, as far as that's concerned. Um, but because I'm still waiting for my voice to fully come back, I'm going to go ahead and say how have you been this past week and let you talk for a bit. <laughs> It has been a, uh, I don't know, a good week, uh, not too busy. I mean, the the news cycles have come and gone, and there's been some, some interesting news this week, uh, but there really hasn't been a whole lot of big news, which is kind of uh, expected as we lead up to Google I.O. next week, mm-hmm. which uh, should have uh, probably not a huge a lot of surprises but a lot of expected news finally coming coming down the pipeline i'm hoping for some news though some some good news like uh there are some rumors that a 5a a pixel 5a might just sort of appear and become part of the show and all of a sudden we have something to pick up which by the way um google photos has been giving me my whole like one year ago two year ago three year three year ago thing was it so we're on pixel 4a right so it would have been two years ago that the pixel 3a 3a showed up yeah 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 pixel 3a 
And I have a picture showed up of me in front of a Best Buy with the phone. And I remember this story. I think I've recounted this when TK was on the show. Um, I was up in San Francisco for, at the time, I think it was an honor, um, like just get together slash pre-briefing, or was it Huawei? I think it was honor. No, there was there was an honor. I think it was like the View Thirty, something like that. They had a, a pre-briefing the day before mm-hmm. I/O, and I I didn't know that you were in town for that. And I apparently I had the pre-briefing right after you, or a couple hours after you, and. Yeah, I'm playing with one of the phones and pull up the camera gallery and it's like, hey, it's a selfie of Josh on the phone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And we, then you didn't show up for a Google I.O. Exactly. That was what I was going to say. Like we were there for we were there for that little pre-briefing. And then um, I, I'm trying to remember. Um, I didn't drive. Did I drive? I don't think I did. But oh, no, I, I just accompanied um, TK and I want to say, who, who else was it? Michal from XDA. I just accompanied them because I stayed at the same Airbnb as them since I was up there for the pre-briefing. I just accompanied them to Google I.O. registration. So I was standing on the amphitheater, the, the Shores amphitheater, ready to go. And if I had like pulled some strings, maybe I could have attended that Google I.O., but no, I didn't really bother. And it was so funny because it was that keynote announcement that they actually announced the Pixel 3a for the first time. And Mm -hmm. they were like, it's available today. So in my panic, as I got off the plane back here in LA, I got in my car uh, because it was just a one night turnaround. I got in my car, drove straight to the Best Buy (laughs) in Burbank and was like, I got to get it now. So grabbed it, did the unboxing. It did pretty well. Uh, But yeah, that was like the story of that last IO that I ultimately did not attend. Uh, But this year we can all attend. And I don't know if you got, did you get the email for like, did, did you get the email that ended with you telling them your sweater size or something like that? Uh, yeah. Did you not get your swag box already? No, I don't, I did not. And I think my, I think my, my form had that in it. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. So I a swag box showed up for me oh. yesterday. And if you're following along, you know, other tech people and not just um, not just tech journalists and stuff. A, a lot of people got a swag box that are simply attending the event. Um, and it included a sweater. It included a little mug. Uh, I believe it's the same mug that we got for the Pixel 5 launch mm-hmm. last year uh the little coffee mug uh, it's a slightly different color and then a handful of collectible google io pins hmm. uh so everyone has a, a different variety of the pins uh, but as soon as i opened the box my wife was like oh i'm taking this sweater uh, <laughs> and so all and then my my youngest daughter she uh she claimed the the mug that I got last time. And she's like, Oh, I get a second one. I was like, okay, well, I guess I get the pins. And then my oldest daughter's like, Oh, I like some pins for my backpack. (laughs) And so I got nothing. I got nothing from the swag box. Um, so don't feel like you're missing out because I don't have anything either. Well, all all the more reason if you didn't get anything from the swag box, all the more reason to hope that we get a pixel five a and yeah. Um, I mean, who knows what will happen with those review units. (laughs) You know, I, I'm very doubtful that the 5A is going to be making an appearance because Google did say that the, the launch of the phone will be in line with what we saw last year, which mm. puts it sometime in July. So that's official from Google. So unless 
they're changing their roadmap from, I don't know, three weeks ago when they made that statement. Um, and they made that statement all, you know, around the time when the rumors started churning that the Pixel 4 5a was going to be canceled. Uh, but it is coming to the US and I believe Japan was the other market they announced as well. Indeed. Yeah. And then following that, they immediately said it will be coming around the same time frame as the phone did last year, which puts it still a month and a half, maybe even two months away at this point. Hmm. Well, how about these other rumors that are coming up? Um, first of all, obviously, we'll be talking about uh, Android 12. That's gonna, that's always in the pipeline. Um, and I looked at this illustration that The Verge put up on their website. Anybody who anybody out there that might have a little bit of tryptophobia, um, don't don't look at that render. <laughs> um, all of the eyes of the little Android heads are a little bit. They're a little bit hard to look at if you have that phobia. Uh, but yeah, of course, Android 12 coming up. I need to get back on my series of like how the manufacturers tweak Android to their liking. Um, I, I I did do that for like ColorOS and for MIUI, but I need to do it for other ones as well before Android 12 even comes out or maybe even after that. Um, but the other thing that as far as devices are concerned, the one of the rumors is that Google might announce a new version of the Pixel Buds. Yeah, and that's like the rumors have been coming around, but then Google actually just posted an image of these odd color Pixel Buds, and then they posted, you know, the A-series Buds, which indicates that they're going to be cheaper, like the A-series. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like, we don't know much about them. Like, I'm thinking they might lose noise cancellation and just be, you know, a cheaper variant of the Pixel Buds without noise cancellation and uh i'd imagine they would still have you know google assistant built in because you know it's google but i don't know what are you expecting from those um i mean looking at the tweet that was accidentally sent out i suppose and then deleted subsequently i love that Mm -hmm. i love that the tweet on the bottom it says it was posted by sprinkler so i'm like oh okay so the google social media people still have to use one of those services that trickle out <laughs> tweets. I'm like, I, w- I should look up Sprinkler. Maybe I should use that. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the only thing that kind of irks me about it, if you look at this like picture here, new Pixel Buds with Fast Pair available on Android 6.0 Plus. I was like, damn, they're, they're retroactively talking about very old versions of Android, which a part of me is thinking like, you know, do they really have to say that uh, when so much of the market is already at least 9, 10 and above? But the other thing that I noticed is that the Pixel Buds that they show in the picture look just like the ones we have now. So they are, except they're a different color. Is that a different color? Yeah, that color is not available. Oh, okay. Good good point. Yeah, so the the so there's this color and one other image that they posted on their website uh, that wasn't connected to any product. They were just showing it in the list of products that they have available. Uh, mm. You know how they have the product collages, and it was a greenish. So like they have the the white and black, or it's a white and a dark gray, and instead of that dark gray, it was a greenish gray color. Mm. Um, which is is a color option that's currently not available so people are assuming that those are you know the pixel buds 5 or not buds 5a just the buds a (laughs) uh, along with this white on very light gray Mm. color option okay so coloration aside i i just remember i just well i'm looking at it now 
And I still get the same feeling, though, of it looks too much like the current ones. And even an A update, I would hope, has some sort of update in terms of design. Um, like, it'd be, it'd be cool if the case was smaller, if it doesn't have noise cancellation. Maybe that changes the design a little bit or whatnot. But yes, if it's a, if it's a cheaper A series, but it looks exactly the same, well, let's see what bits they took out from the inside. Yeah, I mean, my assumption would be noise cancellation would be the first thing to go to make them a cheaper option. But, you know, if you are making a cheaper option, why spend money creating a new design? Creating a new design and a new manufacturing process costs money. If you can simply remove something from the internals and not have to change the design, then you get, you know, the economies of scale of being able to produce the same shell for both uh, making you know, the newer product cheaper simply to develop, which allows you to then pass on savings in the long run. True. Um, what if we get like completely swerved and as you remove one, all of a sudden like a, a cable starts to appear <laughs> uncoiling from within the case? <laughs> no. Well, yeah, may- maybe there's a lanyard that you have to have the case around your neck or something and then there's cables all the way to your ears. No, that would be horrible. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, if if they keep the pixel buds a the same design that would give us the assumption that the pixel buds whatever they're going to call the next generation of the upgrade would have a different design to Mm. differentiate them so you know why spend the money to give a cool new design to you know the cheaper product when you have a new higher end product maybe in the pipeline that is going to get that newer design yeah uh, how about yourself? Are you li- what are certain things that you might be really looking forward to as far as IO's announcements or updates or anything? I'm, I'm actually looking at the uh, IO website right now to see what all the content might be, but is there anything you're specifically looking forward to? I think for me, the biggest thing that's on my list is to see what's going to be happening with Wear OS. We've seen mm. uh, within the last couple of weeks, uh, there's just this a feeling that there's something churning within Wear OS that we're going to be getting something bigger than we have in quite a long time. I mean, Google just released Gboard for Wear OS, something that uh, no one was expecting. I mean, honestly, it's not that much different than the keyboard that was already installed on uh, Wear OS devices, but it does add some some new functionality and uh, gives it you know a slightly different look. Um, but with you know, their acquisition of Fitbit finally in the rearview mirror where they can actually say, hey, we have a hardware division specifically designed for wearables. Mm-hmm. Are we going to be seeing, I, I doubt we're going to be seeing at Google I.O. Um, a release of a wearable specifically around Wear OS. That's probably going to be coming later in the year with the Pixel Watch. But I think what we are going to be seeing is a new version of Wear OS where they're going to show manufacturers this is what the you know the the platform is going to be looking like and these are all the new advantages that our platform is going to be delivering over the next year and with that we've seen so many rumors that samsung is going to be ditching their uh platform for their um smart and come back to wear os which they mm. haven't done what is it like five years now that they've been away from wear os yeah uh, that and that could be the biggest game changer, you know. Not only yes, Google might have a Pixel Watch in the making, but Samsung coming back to Wear OS will be massive for the platform. Yeah, there's 
There's this is an extensive list, and so far I haven't seen the word wearables or Wear OS and all of these little keynotes that they, or not keynotes, but like fireside chats and little presentations that are all scheduled on this program. One thing I do see, and I agree with you, Wear OS. If there's going to be some sort of big update, now is the time to do it, as it was last year and the year before that. Um, but yeah, I did see one here called "What's New in Foldables, Tablets, and Large Screens." Nice to see the word foldable in there. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was also looking through here. I don't think there's going to be any entertainment involved. Uh, usually there's like an after dark. What is it called? After hours? Not after dark. After hours. <laughs> after dark. <laughs> after dark. Google I.O. after dark. Uh-oh. Yeah, they usually have entertainment planned. Uh, usually there's a concert or two during the event. Um, but yeah, I, I, I doubt that's going to be happening. They might have something fun like they you know, might release something that's uh, specifically around IO, a form of entertainment, but it would probably just be streamed over YouTube where everyone would be able to enjoy rather than just people that are showing up at IO yeah, as indeed. they typically do. All right. Well, that would be our Google I.O. Um, looking forward to it. I mean, it kind of, if I'm if I'm honest, after this week, it kind of crept up on me. I didn't realize May 18 is already on Tuesday. I guess I guess it's because I'm uh, right now. My focus is today. Like after we finish this podcast, I'm going to spend the whole day putting my taxes together. So that's really all I'm thinking of at the moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, May 18 in a few days. So look forward to that. And everybody can attend this Google I.O. So if you've never really experienced what Google brings to shows like this um their own in-house show uh yeah i mean go get registered and just watch it online and see see the kind of stuff that we all kind of look at this it's it gets very geeky it's very developer based of course so there's going to be a ton of stuff that you may or may not even be able to like if i say the word tensorflow and you start to like your eyes roll back in the back of your head like this is not all for what you. is that <laughs> uh but yeah um, you did mention the we were talking about the Pixel Buds, so I do have a little bit of hardware that I can talk about. I was actually surprised that not more people put out content on these earbuds, but Amazon sent out their new Echo Buds, and I have them right here. Oops. Um, I have them right here, and I gave them a, a pretty favorable review over on my channel. I'm, I am going to do eventually a Pocket Now review. Uh, but yeah, new earbuds straight from Amazon. Which, of course, will mean that these are the buds, despite the massive amount of earbuds that are in the Amazon marketplace, these get prime placement, of course. <laughs> so they're going to be the ones that they're going to push the most to you when you're trying to buy all the other items on Amazon in your cart. Mm -hmm. um, did you uh, catch any of the coverage of these? Um, uh, of course, uh, A word enabled. I have to remember not to say the actual word. Um, A word enabled. Uh, active noise cancellation, pass-through audio, five hours of battery life, um, a pretty slim case, even if it's even if the the version I got is just this matted white. Um, the thing is, what I feel differ differentiates these earbuds is the same thing I thought differentiated the Echo Frames, the glasses that I looked at. Because you could put speaker, like I'm wearing the Razer glasses right now. Uh, that review actually just came out. You could put speakers in the temples of glasses, but what Amazon did, which I still applaud, is they added in not only the assistant support, but also what they call the VIP filter, which is it's the assistant reading out your notifications to you. It's one of the only products that actually that actually does it and does it well. And that's a feature that's coming to these in a future update. 
Anyway, any thoughts on these buds, if you followed any of that? Um, I, yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to play with them yet. I honestly could care less about <laughs> them. I they, Their earbuds are a dime a dozen these days. Yeah. Uh, just like with, you know, the upcoming Pixel Buds A, um, yes, they are different. They're another option. I don't think that they're going to um, outsell or even come close to outselling uh, what Apple has to offer. And not to say that they're not as good. It's just they're not going to put the marketing power behind it. And uh, it will simply be someone looking for an option on a budget or someone who simply says, oh, I don't want the Apple product. So it's, I don't know, the, it, that's not to say that they're bad. I, I just think they've, buds, wireless buds specifically have become a commodity product. Um, we are seeing the prices of noise canceling buds come down significantly. Um, you know, if you could look back a year, year and a half ago, they were all priced right around $200 for anything that had noise cancellation built in. And um, these ones here are selling for 120, right? Yes, 119. But if you want now, here's where the here's where it gets a little bit convoluted. If you want the wireless charging, uh, it's 139, and that literally flanks those two price points. It flanks many competitors. So, for mm -hmm. example, these have um, these are basically, as far as the feature list is concerned. These are basically Samsung Galaxy Buds Pro, only Amazon branded with Amazon's assistant. You could get still notifications read aloud and whatnot in Galaxy Buds Pro. And the Galaxy Buds Pro come in at 129 I believe, or 119 They might even be the same price as the non-wireless charging Echo Buds. Um, I would argue that the Samsung Buds do all the same things, maybe minus, of course, Alexa. Um, it does all the same things slightly better and they're a little bit more comfortable so it's just i you're right i feel like earbuds do do have this sort of commodification I mean, to it, them it, it comes a, down to personal preference indeed. right like and honestly like this is one of the products where you have to i i wish you could try them in the store <laughs> but you don't want to try them in the store because it's something COVID. I mean, like come on now <laughs> no but like ever i i think one time during ces sony announced new wireless earbuds and they had a whole booth set up uh for people to try and test these wireless earbuds but this booth entailed like six or seven sony employees taking the buds, taking the tips off, sanitizing them so that they could prep them for the next person to try, mm -hmm. right? Like you can't do that in a retail setting, right? Definitely. Um, and, but as you said, like they might fit slightly better and everybody's ears are slightly different. It's mm -hmm. one of those things where you're gonna have to buy it, see if it fits. Eh, it's not the best fit. Let me send it back, try another pair. Uh, but I, I think that's a good point that we are right now in the market where there are so many options. You know, it should be, you know, there's so many glasses companies that will send you four or five pairs of glass frames, try them at home, send them back, mm -hmm. pick the ones that you want. Yeah. They, Amazon should start doing that. Here's six pairs of wireless earbuds. Test the ones you want, <laughs> put them in, test them out, send them back. See, see what true. fits or not. I mean, I, honestly, they, sh they should make them, they should make dummy pairs that are the right weight and size with no internals in them. 
and you know test them out and then you or, send them you back know, and they have to still sanitize yeah. those and i mean still it, sanitize i mean those you or if they're just dummy units they cost a buck each right and you can dispose of them ideally and hopefully they're like biodegradable if everyone starts to like yeah perfect <laughs> <laughs> but you're right that uh people's ears are very different i know that isa always talks about how pretty much no earbuds fit in her ears and my wife's the same way she mm. actually has to put in earbuds upside down sometimes just to try to slot them into her ear, which is kind of crazy to yeah, me. Yeah, these are definitely not something I would recommend to people who are very sensitive to the fit. Because um, the actual like drivers, they're still they're still a little big. And they're definitely yeah. bigger than the Galaxy Buds Pro, which I still feel are like the perfect sort of they were designed mindfully. Um, I think that those are small given the amount of power they have. I'm very impressed with those always. Well, and these do have a little fin though, right? To help slot it into your ear, which the Buds Pro don't have. Indeed. Um, it does come so with they, different sizes it kind of, of wing tips. locks it in a little bit in. True, but still, when it's already like this big, men like not big, but it, when it's this Mentos size thing, it's still mm -hmm. kind of a problem. Um, so yeah, th that's, uh, that's the thing. The, every sound manufacturer i guess i'll put that term out there um there's a checklist now when it comes to these truly wireless earbuds you know what features to put in of course tuning among the different companies is going to be a bit different i do still think that samsung did it's a better all job over the of tuning place. it yeah but yeah this has everything this this hits all of the marks of the checklist a and c pass through voice assistance uh touch controls um a good eq pretty good sound i actually kind of like how these sound and yeah like a customizable eq in ish the app? ish yeah ish it's plus and minuses on bass mid and treble it's not like a parametric eq that's the, this is what bugs me it's not hard to do that like just mm. put it in the app and honestly android should have it built in as a as a platform level yeah. right uh, but it, it's not that hard to put a full EQ in your app. Um, and if you can't, maybe it's, you have sucky hardware that can't adjust, be fine tuned like that. I mean, I don't know. Perhaps, um, you're right that it should be built into the sound settings in Android for sure. Um, speaking of which, uh, something that should be installed in Android, in this case, Google assistant, I would love for Google assistant to have a built-in layer of notification readouts no matter what device you're using. There are certain devices where you can, but it'd be great to have that everywhere. Yeah, so here's my thing though. If with the notification readout, can you choose which apps mm -hmm. yeah. you're getting notification readouts from? Mm -hmm. My issue is I have a thousand and one notifications. Like I get text messages all day long from a thousand different things. I'm, you know, FedEx package deliveries, UPS, random spam text messages. I get so so many messages that are not legitimate. It would simply drive me mad if I'm listening to a podcast and get an interruption for a text message readout to to hear that FedEx is delivering or my FedEx package is out for delivery and then 45 minutes later, it's been delivered. I'm like, come on. Like, yeah, I would uh, I would very much uh, recommend- Notifications have, are on overload these days. So I, I think that's my point. Is, oh, sure. I, I never put Gmail on any of those things, not even on my wearables. I never put the emails in. I don't use text like everyone comes in through Telegram. But I also notice when I ha whenever I have these quote-unquote notification conversations with people like, 
everyone else get maybe I'm I'm alone. <laughs> I don't have enough friends. <laughs> everyone gets way more notifications than I do. And I'm like, how many do you actually get? And everyone's like, a ton, like you just said right now. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I I'm I'm just looking at a phone right now, uh one of the, you know, five phones on my desk, but I have I'll pull down my notification shade. I, I have like 12 notifications from when I checked it last right before the podcast started. Yeah, I need more friends. But, I mean, I, I manage like six different email accounts and I have, you know, I have Google Chat, I have Hangouts, I have Telegram, I have WhatsApp, I have Instagram, Facebook Messenger, um, you know, with, with all the different sources of people communicating. It used to be people just sent text messages. Now people are like, I, I chat with some people on four different platforms, depending on, you know, what type of media I'm interacting with them about, uh, which makes it hard to keep up with conversations sometimes. No, oh, sure. For sure. Um, all right. Well, uh, that would be our, a little bit of a hardware talk. There were a couple of other announcements, but we're going to get into those. Oh, sorry. You were gonna Did say? you want to touch on the Pixel 6 renders that came out yesterday? Let's go ahead and talk about that after the break. Because those are crazy. Yes. Um, coming back from the break, I'm going to make sure that when we come back, it's you saying those are crazy. Um, renders are a thing. I get it. Um, whenever leaks, quote unquote, leaks happen uh, leading up to any announcements or whatever the case may be, everyone speculation runs wild. And, you know, I was coming into the show expecting to just rant about um, the Asus Zenfone 8 flip. Mm -hmm. and and the regular Zenfone 8, and I'm sure I will, at least for a few minutes later on. But the most recent development, as far as our tech community is concerned, is that people are looking at these Pixel 6 renders and saying, holy crap, what the hell are these? Um, how would you paint the word picture of what these renders are showing? I would say it's the most bold design Google would have ever created ever which history. is also to say it's probably not real like if you were to use that logic <laughs> yeah so here's the thing though so the the renders have been created based off of real photos so mm -hmm. you know if if the source is correct and the leaked photos and it's not just a single leak photos it's multiple leaked photos which show this design um over the years, I've, you know, when I used to manage HTC Source, um, you know, I would get leaks uh, all the time about, you know, upcoming HTC devices. And there was sometimes that you got leaks that you were like, you know, this just does not look right. And, um, and I've shared leaks that looked like they were pretty credible and then the final product comes out and it's nothing like the leaks that were you know shared yeah um and you know you have to take yeah you got to raise your hand is like i screwed up on this but still going back to my source uh sometimes uh with with one that i screwed up on personally uh where it didn't match the final product uh, a couple years later i was talking to an hdc product engineer who was on that product and he's like yeah that was just an early prototype like we actually like the what you shared was real it just didn't make the final cut mm. uh so it you know there's there's prototypes rolling around uh design prototypes they go through multiple iterations as to you know what is the final product going to be the design team is working 
constantly iterating, you know, let's try this idea, let's try that idea. And then they go to the engineering teams saying, how can we, you know, fit the internals of the device into something like this? So it could be that it's a dummy unit that mm -hmm. looks like this. Uh, but for those who have not seen the images, uh, it's essentially a band all the way across uh, for the camera module that's raised up with essentially a, a metal lip. Um, and it kind of looks like Robocop's like it's a visor. visor. Yeah. It's Robocop's visor uh, with the regular Pixel 6 having two cameras there and the Pixel 6, uh, which is rumored to ca be called uh, the Pro, mm -hmm. 6 Pro, having three cameras. Uh, something that we've not had on a Pixel device in the past, three cameras on the back. We've always had, uh, we've gone from one to two cameras on the Pixel 4 with a zoom camera and a standard, and then the Pixel 5 having the ultra wide and the standard. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we have three, that would imply that we're getting a zoom camera as well. No, it's going to be uh, a regular, a zoom, and it's a gonna macro. It's going to be a macro camera. It's going to be a macro. <laughs> because do you remember that? Do you remember one time uh, Google reps on stage at Google I.O.? No, not Google I.O. At a Pixel event said, we think Zoom is better. And yeah, everyone we think Zoom groaned. is more important. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, like, sure you do. What if they actually said that? Like, we think macro. <laughs> we think macro. No, they're going to do macro and then the micro camera oh. from the Oppo Find X3 Pro. Hey. This one here. It's actually, I still love that camera. Indeed. Like, I was you can about to do say. some crazy things with it it's it's really not useful but i still love it well on the topic of like weird ass things that these companies are doing you just brought up the micro camera like i i agree that these could very well be real things these designs they could be double mm -hmm. units of an early prototype or something like that and i agree that a design like this definitely can exist i just still don't think that it's google that would do it um, because yeah, we, so we got the new um, the camera humps from Samsung, and that was a swerve of some of some sort. Mm -hmm. And you know, I actually applaud them for kind of you know doing something kind of radical with the camera hump, and I still love it. Um, this whole design of like the band going across this this is basically taking the Samsung Galaxy S10 like band concept and just putting bigger sensors inside. And I love that. That's great. But I've never known Google to be this radical, which is why I'm so I, I'm taking this with the biggest grain of salt. So currently. Yeah. So it does kind of bring me back to the Nexus 6P though. But so that was you... in partnership with a very specific company that, <laughs> Which I'm not saying that in a way that like I'm I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be nebulous there. It was Huawei that helped design. It that. was yes, totally. But Google, so Nexus devices. It's really nebulous as to who designed what and who owns what design language, mm -hmm. like because they were designed in conjunction with. Uh, but it is like if you go back and look at the Nexus Six P. It is Loved extreme. It. It's extremely reminiscent. Like if you take the top camera module that the 6P had and just move it down three quarters of an inch, it is very, very similar to what we're looking at here. So 
I don't know, like they, they still have this in their back pocket as to, hey, remember that phone that, you know, we sold as a Nexus device that looked kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. What if we brought that back? So, I mean, when you're looking at designing new phones, you're always referencing previous designs that you have on the table. And if you're looking at if if specifically if you're Google, this is one of the devices in your repertoire as to these are Google phones. Fair. Right. That's fair. Um, so it's it's not too far off. Like it's more, it's a little bit more jarring and a little bit harsher of a design, uh, but it's still I don't know, still along the same design language, mm-hmm. but completely different than what we got with the Pixel Four and the Pixel Five devices. Indeed, um, much more conservative designs in that case. Yeah, um, yeah. and then <laughs> the, the 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 leakers. In this case, John Prosser and Max Weinbach, um, our prominent uh, leakers on the Twitterverse, uh, they did say that this color is not going to be what ends up being in the final products, but potentially. And if that is the case, I'm I'm glad. <laughs> it's got this like kind of somewhat disgusting orange <laughs> color to the top band. It, it's not my the favorite. Coral, it's mm-hmm. the coral the color coral. that Google had on the Pixel Four. Yeah, the one that famously um, Issa made a video just completely bashing that color like why would you pick this color this is the worst color of all time um it's honestly if you go back it was one of the design trends the color one of the colors of the year google's been doing that for the last couple years they they look at all the design trends and that's why the green came in last year everyone had green phones Mm -hmm. um i mean they're following those you know design trends for the years yeah but yes for a phone it's a little odd (laughs) definitely all right so you mentioned that for Google, they could always reference an older design and just say, you know, we were inspired to either bring it back or to remix it in some sort of way for an upcoming device. Well, let me ask mm-hmm. you this, Nick. What do you say to a company that basically carbon copies the previous edition and calls it the new one for this year? Um, we got lazy. <laughs> Asus. We don't have a good design team. Asus. Our design team sucks. Oh, I'm still reeling from, and you know how much I love what Asus has done the last couple of so, years. So much so that you went out and spend your hard-earned cash, which mm-hmm. a lot of tech people don't because we are inundated with products that we rarely buy our own devices. But, uh, you know, personally, I buy my own Pixel devices because those are the phones that I want every year. Uh, a couple times a OnePlus, but... Um, yeah, finding a phone that you love and you want to put your money behind is rare when mm-hmm. you have so many things on your desk all the time. Well, that's because the Zenfone line since the six, two years ago, which helped me mobile vlog my travels, um, always has a soft spot in my heart. Um, I, I got last year's Zenfone seven, uh, because I love this concept of the flippy camera, like the, the, the flip camera is it's it's still to me one of a kind as far as content creation is concerned on a smartphone it makes perfect sense you take the main sensors on the back which a lot of these manufacturers are always telling us like just use those for everything anyway and you make them your front cameras i mm-hmm. i miss the era of motorized everything pop-ups um like the original find x for example um and of course, this is one of the last remnants of that time, and Asus is continuing it, which I applaud. But when you look at it, the Zenfone 8, 
the regular one is their way of trying to make a mass market phone. It's just a boring device that happens to have literally all of the highest specifications you can ask for. So everyday people... Including 16 gigabytes of RAM. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, it shows that Asus knows exactly what intrinsically their users may want. The thing is, once you go over to the Zenfone 8 Flip, which ostensibly could be the exciting phone for people to put money down on, once you look at the spec sheet and the camera specs and the size of the phone, everything but the processor is literally the same as the Zenfone 7 I bought at the end of last year. This completely disappointed me. And I, I remember talking to Michael Fisher, who's one of the few people so far who have been able to get this device uh, and be able to do content on it. I told, he asked me, as a Zenfone fan, someone who's used the 6, you bought the 7, um, how do you feel about the Zenfone 8 Flip? And there was really only one way, I, there were like one or two different ways that I, could, that I put it. This is the weirdest form of deja vu. It's also the worst form of deja vu. Um, and I don't want to be doom and gloom, but even Dave2D said it to some extent on his video. He is worried that them niching the flip camera to a specific device that is actually more expensive now than the Zenfone 7 was last year, and you could just get a Zenfone 7 now and still have the same experience, he's worried that this could be the beginning of the end of the design of the actual form factor. I hate that he said that because, I mean, we all like Dave 2D, um, and sometimes and a lot of the times his predictions might end up being correct. It does bode, it doesn't bode well. Here's how I put it. Asus pulled an LG this year, and we all know what happened to LG. So I'm really, really worried at this point, because I love this, I love the Zen phones. But for them to take the exact same specs and to put it into this year's phone for more money, 100 extra more dollars, is exactly what LG did between the G4, the G5, and the G6. And I'm not happy about that at all. Um. It's, it's one of those things where you look at it from the perspective of how many people bought it last year versus how many people are going to buy it this year. Mm -hmm. And I think... The Zen, starting with the Zenfone 6, because I, I really like that one. I took that one to IFA with me two years ago and loved that phone. That you know, Being able to have the ultra-wide camera as your selfie camera, which is absolutely incredible. Um, and you know, being able to vlog with, with a device like that uh, just changes the way that you use a phone if you are into photography and videography. But I, I really think last year they... Yes, while you really appreciated that device last year, I, I don't think the device last year made an impact as much as the 6 did. And so this is where I'm thinking they thought we the camera module is just as good uh, as far as the mechanism goes. I'm not talking about the cameras themselves. The mechanism from last year is still good. We haven't come up with a better solution for that. So let's keep the same body where I think they dropped the ball was, hey, let's keep the same sensors as well. Yes. Yeah. That was and, really a lot of it. But, but then the flip side comes, literally the flip side, because <laughs> uh, this phone flips um, in the fact that 
if they wanted to upgrade the camera modules, the camera sensors, most likely they would have had to go, go with larger camera sensors, which means then the design of the flip mechanism goes completely out of whack because you know it could be out of balance. It could be need to be thicker because larger sensors need more separation between the sensor and the lens, things like that. And so they decided to say, let's simply upgrade the internals of the phone and leave the cameras alone. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's one of those weird things where, yes, it is a better device in certain aspects uh, if you're looking for performance of the device itself. But the main draw of this phone is the flip camera, right? Mm -hmm. And so what's the point of buying the new one if you're buying the phone for the flip camera when you can just buy last year's that offers the same flip camera? Um, and arguably better battery life because the Snapdragon 888 kind of sucks at battery life. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no, if you have last year's model, there's definitely no reason to upgrade. And if you have the, you know, the Zenfone Flip 6, Zenfone 6 Flip, whatever the name is. <laughs> it was just Zenfone um, 6. <laughs> there's, there's really no reason. I don't know. There, there's no reason to upgrade. If, I think if you're that, on that market, I think that what we're we're kind of and you're right. The 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 camera modules did dictate whether or not they could put new sensors in. And I was I was kind of shooting for the moon when the Zenfone Eight was impending, and I thought to myself, Oh, can you imagine if they put these new sensors that we're seeing like on the Find X Three Pro and in the OnePlus Nine and the OnePlus Nine Pro? That would be a game changer in my opinion because these mm -hmm. cameras have been amazing. I wouldn't hold out hope for like a Samsung GN1 or anything like that because those are massive sensors. I, I get that. But even in our briefing, like I brought it up and I said, why not? Why are you not updating the sensors whatsoever? And they did say um, because doing so would mean we have to completely redesign what the flip camera is like. And it takes a lot of testing to figure out what sensors will work after what, 40,000 flips or something like that. They have to still have yeah. that longevity involved. Um, but yeah, and it's not to say that the camera sensors that are on the Zenfone 8 Flip are, are bad. They they will just not hold a candle to what we've been able to see so far in 2021, which was my disappointment. Even the Samsung, um, the, even, sorry, even the Sony IMX 766, the wide-angle cameras on the OnePlus 9 Pro and the Find X3 Pro, those, those I was just hoping to see that at the very least, but we still have the IMX 686. Again, still a good sensor, but it's going to be now a two-year-old sensor pretty soon. So yeah, that, I think at opinion. this point, they. I, I, I don't think they're going to go the way of LG. Uh, LG was pushing the limits of what its mobile division could do for years. They hadn't posted a profit in forever. Um, Asus has never been a huge player in the smartphone space, being... And it kind of helps having a limited lineup because, you know, you don't have 17 models to keep track of and software teams for all those and, you know, engineering teams to produce, you know, 17 different models. When you only have one or two phones, it's a, a lot easier to keep uh, prices in check or mm -hmm. as far as expenses go. And, you know, I it might be a miss for them. It might be a flop. Who knows? Um the the thing is though like it really especially when a manufacturer doesn't have a huge presence 
how much they budget for marketing makes a huge impact. You know, it could come out that, you know, hey, it's not a huge upgrade over last year's model, but if they double the marketing budget, they could sell three times more phones than they did last year. That's true. And, and you know, if if the consumers are happy with what they purchase, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. I mean, we, we bitch and moan about, oh, it should have had this sensor, it should have had that. But if someone wants to spend $800 and they're happy with what they bought, then they're happy with what they bought. Yes, they could have bought something better for that money, but if the consumer's happy and they're happy with the brand and they're going to stick with the brand after that, then it's a win for Asus. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's, uh, they, they won Which me. Which is kind of sad, but you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Indeed. Yeah. And then they won me over and that's why I literally bought a Zenfone yeah. 7 last year. Um, it's just. So no. what you're saying is this year you're not upgrading. Is that what you're saying? If they send me it and I, and I, we keep, I keep asking if I'm going to still be able to get one to try out. And if I'm able to hold on to that, it will still become my next phone, one of my dailies. But I will admit that these new sensors on like the Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra and um, the Find X3 Pro, like they are, they do, they do reel me back in. I do return yeah. to those phones because that's how good those cameras are. Um, that said, I still love what Zenfone has done, what Asus has done with the Zenfone, I should say. Um, will I still use the 8 Flip? If it comes to my door, I think yes, but I'm an actual fan of it. Um, but to anybody out there, if you're in a market that this phone is, if you're in a market that the Zenfone 7 and 7 Pro are still available in and it supports all of your networks properly, just get that one. I don't think a $100, because you can probably get it on sale and it's very much the same experience. I don't think mm -hmm. a $100 plus premium justifies a Snapdragon 888. I just don't. When everything else is the same, I don't think the Snapdragon 888 is what you should spend all that money on. That's really my thing. The the only other part of that argument is a one-year newer phone gets one additional year of software updates. So Fair. if software updates are important to you, then yeah, I would say the software updates might validate the $100 premium over the Snapdragon 888. Yeah. Fair. That's a fair For point. For me. Uh, I, but yeah, I mean, the performance that we've seen out of the 888 is good, but there's so many thermal issues with this processor and battery consumption issues that, you know, going back to last year's processor might actually be a, a step in the right direction for a lot of people if, yeah. you know, battery life is a concern for you. Yeah. Um, I will be taking, uh, now I'm going to look forward to 2022 and think, and, and if, if, if we get more of the same, once again, with the Zenfone nine, um, there better be a flip at that point. You, you, you know, for damn sure, I'm going to be taking a Seuss to task, uh, when, when next year comes around like, we better see something. Um, but yeah, uh, in any case, that should pretty much do it. Those were all of the things that I actually brought to the table. Um, there were a couple of other smaller stories that, you know, there's some fun ones like, well, okay. One thing that happened this morning was China actually landed their rover on Mars. <laughs> so that was one thing. And then um, Katy Perry put out a new a new music video and it co-stars a digital Pikachu. So, okay. <laughs> Pikachu. So yeah, um, kind of, it wasn't necessarily a light week of news. We had plenty to talk about, but of course next it week- It was just different news. Different news. And of course next week we have Google I.O. To, to, to look forward to. So that'll be everything we talk about next week. 
All of the links to follow Nick Gray, Fandroid, and myself are found in the show notes. From there, you can follow PocketNow over at PocketNow.com for the latest headlines. You can follow PocketNow on social media at PocketNow. And of course, head over to the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash PocketNow for video content that is coming up pretty much every single day. With all of that said, we're going to call it on this episode of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, and we will see you in our next episode.